0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the All the Things ADHD podcast.
1: All the things, all the things.
0: All the things. This is the first time I've ever sung one. I love it. Uh, and uh, I am one of your co hosts, Elise
1: Keller up And I am the other one of your co hosts, Amy Giggles Morrison. <laughs> Giggles? Giggle, I don't know. I feel very silly today.
0: Yeah that's kind of a silly day I got mm-hmm. a good solid like 10 hours of sleep last night ah. so I I was like I it was a long weekend for us here in the states as well I know mm-hmm. it was family day on Monday yeah. for y'all in Canada it was president's day down here in the states and it just met and I had to go back to the office for the first time yesterday um in like three months because we we yeah, we were told the staff to, to stay home during the beginnings of the Omicron surge. And then um, again, they were making prioritizing students and faculty back on campus. And so staff and has slowly been trickling in. And so now it's back to twice a week or supposed to be twice a week in the office. So yesterday it was I was first day back after a long weekend and I zombie walked through the entire day.
1: I was um, going to say, are you pooped? You, like, was I was it, like, yesterday exhausting?
0: And, then, yeah. and then went to bed soon after my son did and, uh, just like slept like
1: a rock throughout oh, the night. And I actually amazing. have, I feel pretty good today. Oh, I love it. I was like excited. Cause I slept like a whole six and a half hours last night in a row. In a row. I didn't well, even yeah. get up. I mean, yeah. yeah. I've had like another terrible week of insomnia that has diminished my will to live. And so now I'm like, it was six and a half hours in a row. I mean, it's not enough, but it's better. It's better, yeah. yeah.
0: Oh no, I get it. I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, what are we talking about today, Amy? Other than uh, lack of sleep, which we've addressed elsewhere and could talk about ad nauseum, but let's not this we week. We could, we <laughs> could.
1: Yeah. So, I was talking to someone today, and I, I had an in- I learned I was today years old when I learned this about myself, and I thought we could talk about it together. And it's on the theme of internalized ableism. And um, listeners to this podcast will have heard me complain. Um, at length um, and stridently about needing to get everybody out of my house so that I could get some work done. Again, right about the disruptions of pandemic lockdowns involving like people being in the house and making noise and like bothering me and and all these things. And um, it turns out that's actually not really my problem with having people home. What I have discovered as I've been working at home this week Um, and a little bit last week with my insomnia, is that when I am here by myself, I allow myself to sleep in, uh, to have an ice cream cone for breakfast, to work for 20 minutes on something, and then play the piano for five minutes, and then have a short nap, um, and then answer a bunch of emails while petting the cat at the same time, and then play some more piano. Um, And I do what I need to do Uh, to get through the day, because when I'm all alone, somehow I allow myself to listen to what my body and my brain are telling me that I need in order to get through the day and meet the goals that I have. Uh, But as soon as somebody else is in the house, even if like, say my husband is home working and he's in the basement, he doesn't even know what I'm doing up on the second floor, I start masking. (laughs) by myself I I think like I told Tom how much work I have to do today and I have all these deadlines I have to meet and if he comes upstairs and I'm like sitting at the piano bench scratching the top of my head and reading Twitter like then he's going to be like disappointed in me or he's going to know that I'm that I'm lazy or I I was yeah. lying to him about how important. Yeah. I thought you, is. I thought
0: you said you had work today. Like, you. Had yeah, to yeah, work today. exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, or, or like, I would say like, I'm so tired and he'd be like, well, why wouldn't you have a nap? Maybe and I'll be like, well, I'm taking prescription amphetamines and I, I can't take a nap. I want to sit on the piano bench with the piano turned on and not playing anything while scratching the top of my head and reading Twitter until I feel a bit better. And then I, maybe I'll get up, but I become so self-conscious um, and I start second guessing myself uh Although you would think with the amount of experience I have being myself, that I would in the general course of things, allow myself um, to do what I need to do to get through the day that I'm having, because the only person who's inside my body is me, right? The only person who knows what it feels like to not have slept is me. The only person who can be like, it's better if I like just really give her in the morning uh, and then work on this stupid 1000 piece brain busting puzzle of Doug, the pug. the rest of the day until i pass out um that that's the best way for me to work i don't justify it to myself when i'm by myself but if there's anyone in the building with me (laughs) uh, and they're not saying anything no i know no
0: they're not they're they're totally not saying anything
1: yeah it's somehow my internalized ableism becomes emboldened by the fact of having you know a potential audience in the house and and takes over my consciousness, because what I am telling myself is that my ways of getting through the day that I'm having are the wrong ways. Uh, they are evidence of character flaws, um, that they mean I'm lying to people about how much work I have to do or uh, lying to people about how hard I am working or, or how I'm feeling. And all I do is second guess myself all day, uh, which does not allow me to get any work done. And also it's it's kind of miserableness producing to be- Yeah, obviously. Gaslighting, oh, maybe not obviously, but
0: like, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think that that's part of the reason why yesterday going back to work was so exhausting, right? Um, because Again, it, it's sort of, there's there's a certain expectation in an office job nine to five. And we also sort of, you know, I share an office with people, yeah. um, although nobody was there. And so this was a funny thing. The same thing kind of happened to me yesterday is that literally no one in our suite, like there were people in our unit who were there, but we were, were scattered across sort of three different offices because there's so many of us. And in the, the suite of offices that I was in, I was literally the only one there. I was sitting behind two locked doors right, and still was like, part of it is I don't have my dog with me that I'm so used to now. I don't have the couch over there where it's like, now I'm going to sit and read over there and it's work, but I can sit in a spot that's comfortable to me and I can, you know, go get my snacks and my seltzer, or but same sort of thing. Or even like sew something, right? right? Like just quickly sew a seam because it's like, well, I don't have time to start anything, but I'm sort of still antsy about stuff. So I'll go sew something.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: And so partially it's the physical environment for like just that off going back to the office. But there is also that expectation. It's like, I literally have to sit here all day.
1: Yeah. And do something. I know what I'm uh, supposed to do. Or look
0: like I'm doing something. That's right. Because because that is what it means to
1: go to the office. Yeah. 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 So there's like two things at play there, I think. So like in my case, my environment didn't change, right? It's the yeah. people in yeah. the environment, but the people in the environment are not even bothering me, right? Yeah. What's when, it's just when the people are in the environment, for me, the environment becomes a less safe place. Um, It becomes a place where now I'm much more self-conscious about Mm -hmm. how I am spending my time and I'm second guessing all of my decisions because of how they might look to an outside observer. And I don't think about the outside observer when no one is here. Right. And in your case, you um, had to leave an environment in which you have become comfortable uh, and in which you have a certain number of kind of like you know, fidget things <laughs> like you're sewing and your dog and you have like comfort items and you have like a second location you can go to and you have your groove and you don't feel like you're being observed. Even if you're in a building where like essentially you're the only person behind two locked doors, the environment is producing in you a sense of your own inadequacy, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. And, and lack of coping. And so both of us there um, are being cued um, into feelings of inadequacy, self-doubt, uh, shame, confusion, Um, and upset uh, by messages that we're reading that are maybe not the ones that are actually being sent by anybody so the call may be coming from inside the house right so you you, you know we're hearing voices like and the voices are never like you're the greatest Right. Oh, isn't it great. You could actually like make a mess on your desk today because nobody is here at the office with you. This is great. You're just thinking like, I'm at the office. I have to be an office person. Office people are not me. I'm the worst. I hate myself. And I'm like, other people are in the house. Oh no. Now that people are in the house and they're going to observe what I actually do during the day, they're going to know that I'm an imposter and have been for uh, you a hundred years and oh my God, everything is ruined. And I'm the worst. I hate myself. So It's it's like we're crafting those narratives for ourselves out of the most minimal environmental cues. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a number of ways in in which like the 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 social model of disability is quite real. The environment does put barriers in our way that yeah. we don't need. But the barriers we're going to talk about today are the ones that exist inside our own heads. Yes, yeah.
0: yes, definitely. And I and I think that that's you know the voices are coming. It's true. The call is coming from inside the house, but yeah. it's an echo of calls that we've heard most of our lives. Sure. Sure. Right. It might not be the immediate people, it might not be your husband and daughter, yeah. but it's the teachers, it's former bosses, it's, um, you know, well-meaning acquaintances uh, yes. and colleagues, um, yes. you know, uh, teachers, you know, it's, it's uh, parents even, siblings, like it's all of those uh, explicit and implicit messages we've been getting our entire lives about, we've talked about this before, the way we do things is wrong. We don't do things the right way, the proper way, Um, you know, so that this is, you know, it's, we've internalized it, we've heard Mm -hmm. it so much, and it, you know, we're, it's like, it's like water, it's like the fish don't even know they're in water, we don't even know we're in this until, again, we have this kind of opportunity to take a step back Mm -hmm. um and say you know yes the voice is coming from inside the house but like i said it's an echo of that voice that we've been hearing externally for a really long time
1: yeah yeah and i think sometimes if you've received a diagnosis um later in life as well and you've not kind of had a frame to understand your own difference um as, as not a character flaw, right? That's one part of it, right? Mm Because everybody's always been telling you your whole life that you should just try harder. You're not living up to your potential. If you could just stay focused, if you could stop making so much noise, like that's part of it. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with Um, you? Like, I don't know. What is wrong wrong with you? It's like, I have
0: no idea.
1: Yeah. Like what is wrong with me is something that I say a lot now. Right. And um, but the other side of being late to a diagnosis is that you have your whole life um, to sort of absorb ableist cultural narratives about those people Mm -hmm. right yeah Um, those people of which you have never been one until suddenly you are like you're just I'm a bad person and if I could just change then like I would be I would be okay you know but those kids with ADHD man they've got serious problems Right. Like everybody yeah. is like you learn about like it's over medicated and it's about like high achievers and they're just really getting stoned and it's because their parents won't set boundaries for them or like their teachers don't know how to they handle just, them. They just like,
0: want to do really well on the tests. Like, isn't yeah. that the only reason why you would take the stimulants? Like yeah. they're just they just to want cheat. to do
1: really well on the test, right? So we yeah. absorb a whole lot of um a whole lot of ableist messaging before that we know that we ourselves are disabled, right? Yeah. Um, and so sometimes like when we get the diagnosis that we've talked about here, it's quite freeing, but it's also like quite shocking at the same time, right? Because, uh, and I was just reading another story about this, it was like in Chatelaine magazine or something, it was this woman talking about, it was like, about her giving up drinking um, but like how she took up drinking when she was in her early teens. Cause it like unleashed her social self and she felt less awkward. And then, you know, later in life she had this baby and the baby was like just a screamer all the time. And then the, he got diagnosed with autism. And then she thought, Oh God, I have to like, tone down my drinking like so I can take charge of this. It's really hard to parent this kid. And then all of a sudden I discovered I'm autistic, right? Maybe autism isn't as bad as I thought that it was like all this, like you yeah. I hear this narrative a lot. Like, oh, I had no idea how hard it was for disabled people until I became disabled. Right. Oh, yes. I didn't realize like how ableist all that was until I became disabled, which like just goes to show you how pervasive the the hatred, like I will say of disabled people. It's like, why are they always asking for stuff? Like, oh, do we have to make this success? why do I have to change my website, you know, for this yeah. person? And then like, I get eye surgery and I'm like, I can't see a fucking thing. Right. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I would love to read your website, but it's low contrast and I cannot make the size any bigger because of your style sheeting issues. And I'm like, oh, I guess lots of people like need to have alt text on stuff. I was like, oh, how come I never thought of that before? Um, and the reason like everybody has to undo that usually by having their own experience in which like, their profound like physical or mental difficulty with something runs smack up into their preferred learned narrative of disability, which is you should just try harder. Um, And they're like, oh, like maybe that was a lie, (laughs) right? Um, So when you've had like 40 some years of thinking in particular ways about what particular types of neurodivergence means or doesn't mean or what people are getting away with or like what their tragedy is, you don't have a lot of mental resources to be kind to yourself, right? You still have that internalized ableist voice saying that you shouldn't have to ask for help and you're not like those other (laughs) disabled people. You could overcome it or like, why am I like this? Um, And I've just been really, really surprised this week to discover how much I'm doing that to myself. And I'm like a fucking published critical disability scholar, right? This yeah. is what I do and I would yeah. like burn the whole university down to take care of my students but like Yeah. But I for myself I'm still like so we had this other discussion, Tom and I, this week, we're thinking about cl- changing our cleaning service because they're never like quite able to tell us when they're going to come and it just disrupts everything yeah. around. Yeah, here yeah, yeah. We don't know. And like,
0: like our podcast recordings. Like our podcast, yes, exactly. <laughs> like I'm like, they said they were going to be here
1: <laughs> at this time. And, and like Tom's like, will you just be more resilient? And I'm like, no, I can't. Uh, yeah. And then we're talking about switching services and like the different costs and stuff. He's like, well, what do you think if we like did it ourselves? Because it seems really stressful for you to do this. And I like, I clammed up. Immediately, because I thought Mm. what kind of person when their husband is offering to like, let's do the house cleaning together says I can't do it, because I know he can do it. He does a really good job of it. And when we didn't have a cleaning service for several months, because of the first wave of the pandemic, we split the tasks and I it's not that I, I find it difficult to clean or I don't know how to do it. I just could not keep up with his kind of executive function around planning when he was going to do it and then motivating yeah. himself to do it um yeah. and he was doing like the harder stuff and I was barely keeping up and I hated myself and he was getting yeah. a bit resentful and I was like yeah. I wish I could be different than this but I can't uh and like so I said to him this I'm like no I don't want to clean our own house because I yep. I just don't I don't I'm not ready uh it's not that I don't want to like scrub things it's that i just feel like if i put one more thing on my schedule and one more obligation for something i low-key really don't enjoy doing and also we're doing it together so i have to match your level of good cheer accomplishment and task orientation i'm like i just can't handle that emotionally and i it took me probably an hour to get that out of my mouth right because I knew it was true. I knew it in my the minute he said oh, yeah. like, what yeah. if we do it ourselves? Like it would nope. save
0: us. Like that's it. That I, I like as soon as you said that, I was like, God, yeah. no, don't, 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 I can't. Do nope. Same thing. Yes. I'm just like, I can't do this. I can't. Right. This is And I
1: I was like on the one hand, really proud of myself for knowing immediately what mm-hmm. my boundary was right? It was okay cleaning my own house when I lived by myself, because if I gave up on life, I could just have a really dirty bathtub for a month. Yeah. And, and didn't, and no didn't one, matter. the only one it it that cared mattered. was her. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I'd be like, I'm going to clean the entire house top to bottom over three days. And then I'll keep that up for two months. And then I won't care for three months. Like that's kind of how it goes, but yeah. I live with other people. Um, and that matters, which means now I'm trying to make myself fit somebody else's schedule and the answer to that for us was like have a service that comes and but like Tom is quite reasonably saying like we could do this ourselves because it's stressful to have them come especially when they're not like predictable and stuff and I was really proud that I knew right away that I had to say no and I knew exactly why um but I was ashamed to have to say it out loud. yeah that was the hard part for me so hooray yeah. like I know that I'm not the kind of person that can be reliable on that. And that also I will be resentful and cranky and I might put it off or I might try to get away with something, but I'll hate myself the whole time. And I'm just not going to do it. But to say to him, like, I'm trying to avoid us having fights about this. I'm trying to avoid a situation in which I fail at this. Right. Yeah. And because I, he's not saying this to me, but in my head, I'm hearing, well, Amy, like if you can lay out so clearly exactly what's going to go wrong and why aren't you not, why can't you? Yeah. Why can't you? Yeah. Yeah. If you can see it's going to happen, can you stop it? And then I hate myself. Yeah. Right. Um, and like, that's the kind of, of, of quandary I've been in lately is, is, it's taken me a long time to learn how to acknowledge my own boundaries or my own limitations or my own feelings and like what I can and cannot do. Um, and I'm like happy that I avoid some disasters in that way now, but I find that when I have to express them out loud to other people. I hate myself because all I can hear is that, uh, ableist voice inside my head saying, isn't that just an excuse? Yeah. Right. Or like, yep. God, you're such a delicate fucking flower, right? Yeah. You can vacuum once a week. Oh my God, what a burden. Right. Yeah.
0: But there's also, there's also a gendered component to this too. Mm-hmm. I mean, the mm-hmm. example you've chosen is house cleaning. Right, a typically yeah. feminine activity—the thing that we are expected. For me, it's cooking. Yeah, right. Like That's right. I, yeah. I, 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 hate. Like, I can do it. I hate yeah. it. Um, I'm not very good at it. Right. I don't like it. And I have spent, and part of that is my ADHD and paying yep. attention and following directions and exactitude and like, yep. not just forgetting that you've left a, you know, a, a bottle honey of, of in honey in the pot in hot water yeah. and then melting yeah. whole pot down. Like, really. I mean. Yeah. Um, And so maybe part of it is also past trauma around it where I'm just like, I'm going to avoid this. But but again, like there's there's all of these things that are that are very that are very gendered around this, too. And this is where kind of gender and disability intertwine, because women generally, even without a a disability, aren't expected to speak up, particularly in a family situation. Right. We are supposed to subsume ourselves for the needs of our family. Yeah. right? To the needs of our husband, to the needs of our children, you know, that is the kind of cultural expectation that we have. And that, you know, if we are not fulfilling these things, there's the ableist. And then there's mm-hmm. also the gendered of like, I'm a failed yeah. woman, yeah. right? That's I have right. failed as my role as, as mother, you know, not yep. parent, but mother, mother. and, yeah. and wife, not spouse, wife,
1: Yeah. That's right? right?
0: Like it, it and it's, it, so it's, there's all of this. I was, I, we were saying, I was saying before is, you know, partially, I I stopped doing yoga at home um, because you know I don't feel bad working.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I'm I'm okay with that. Like it's my job. You got to do this. Um, And but when I would do yoga at home, like the kids, the noise would bother me. But it wasn't that I was like, God damn, I wish the kids would stop making noise. It's still maybe it'd be less now, but it was still like, are the kids okay? What's going on? Am I needed? Yeah, I should be paying do attention I need to, do- to them. I should be paying attention to them. I shouldn't be yeah. like. Locked up in my room, and so you know, people might be saying yes, but now you like hide out in your basement sewing all the time, and I'm like yes, because my my kids hide out in their rooms all the time. That's right. Now that they're teenagers, so maybe it would be different now. But I remember when my kids were younger, and there just was no way there was no yoga studio because I was in the middle of nowhere, and I would try to do yoga at home, and it just the, the the my I couldn't
1: stop. Being a mother, right? So to speak. And part of that is being easily destroyed. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You could not shut up that voice inside your head that was telling you that you didn't deserve that time to yourself, that you should be doing something else. Right. And it makes it impossible. Yeah. Like yoga yoga. is supposed to be relaxing. I was not relaxed.
0: I was stressed out and on the verge of tears. Like I just. It's yeah. not the, I'm defeating the entire purpose of this particular exercise at the moment.
1: Yeah. This is like a can't win. Like so what we find ourselves in is this can't win. It's like, well, you know, I'm being asked to do something or I want to do something. And it's it's um my own ableism, like or other people's ableism is like yep. kind of holding me back from like I'm either going to fail right now because I'm going to say why I can't do this thing or I'm going to fail later when I try to live up to the expectation that I should be able to do these things. Right. So it's not Mm -hmm. like a, you know, let's just avoid this misunderstanding by having a good chat before it starts. It's like when you open your mouth to say like what it is um, that you're struggling with, you've already lost. Yeah. Right. Um, And like, obviously that's an impossible situation. Like it's an impossible situation. um, If I, if I try to um, act like a regular office worker when my family is here, even though they're not checking up on me because I'm going yeah. to look, you know, it's like, yeah, I can pay attention or I can look like I'm paying attention, right? I can be working or I can look like I'm like working. I'm working. Right? Yeah. So I I will feel too uncomfortable to work the way that I will be most productive working. So I will spend all of my energy looking to other people who are not even checking on me um, like I am working and I will be tired and I will get nothing done. So that is not uh there's no way to thread that needle where you don't lose, right? Similarly with like should we hire different housekeepers or should we um should we do our own cleaning? It's like, well, if I admit why I can't do this, I lose And if I try to do it, pretending I'm a different kind of person, I'm going to lose that way too, right? Like if you could say, I don't want to work at home all the time because I need to see my colleagues and it's a little bit boring. Um, And then you go to the office and you're like, yes, but now I'm feeling oppressed (laughs) by the office, even though no one is here. You're like, there is not a way um, to win at that. The only way to win at that, um, I guess, would be to try to drown out that voice in our head with a little bit more confidence like in, in well, what we need and part of that's going to have to come from like having yeah. experiences where our boundaries are respected and it works out and i don't know how we're going to get that yeah
0: well and i think that it's also extending ourselves like you said you said it yourself you would do anything for your students And if they, and if there was it, if a student came to you with the same two scenarios that you are talking about here, Mm -hmm. you know what your answer would be immediately. Right. And you would be, I would be there to advocate, you know, and, and, and whatever you need, and you would Mm -hmm. tell them not to feel bad. And you would tell them all the, but we, you said, so we don't do that for ourselves. No, we don't. Right. And so it's, it's, unlearning and relearning but also thinking and treating ourselves the way we would treat the people that we care about yeah you know, like our students our own children mm-hmm. um you know uh loved ones really close friends right like if, if your best friend came to you with this same situation you know what your answer would be but we're not our own best friends we're not right? we're no, not we're our not. Own best friends in any way shape or form and so this no. is this is part of it too, where yes, society needs to, to respect our boundaries, Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and provide and normalize even just being able to ask for different kinds of boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. That's not normalized, right? It's, it's the ableist one size fits all, Mm -hmm. right? If you can't work nine to five in an office, then you're shit out of luck. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so there is that side of it, but then there's also on the other side as we try to negotiate through the day to days. Cause I think this is what happens is that we don't have the strength mm-hmm. to be able to fight the fights. And, you know, I hate to use sort of the, the language of violence, but it's it, they're battles, right? They're fights. They are, they are yeah. um, you know, and, and, and it's exhausting, but we are so tired from beating ourselves up.
1: We are. But you know, I, here's another thing. This is not super flattering to us, but I think it's true. I think Mm -hmm. part of the way that the internalized ableism manifests too, is that in some ways we do think that we are not like those other disabled people. Yep. Right. Like I will advocate to the death for my students um, because they need the help. Mm -hmm. Right. But when I will not advocate for myself, what I'm basically also saying is, But I don't need that, yeah. Right. So even if I have the same. But is it does
0: is it that you don't need it or you don't deserve it?
1: Um. Well, it's a little bit of both, right? Because, like, like think about. I just saw this um, this like, funny tweets thing, and it was like somebody saying like, oh, oh no, I think it's one of my ADHD groups, and somebody said like, um, yeah, years before I was diagnosed with ADHD, some friends and I took some Adderall at an outdoor concert. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, and they were all like crazy and dancing around, you know, wildly. And I was like, it suddenly seems reasonable to center this tree and answer a bunch of text messages calmly. And I was like, right. Um, And like, so you see, you see tweets like that a lot, or you see people like, oh, I like I'm calmer. But you know, often like people who take their meds, and it works, are like, I should stop taking these. Yeah. Right. Like even, can even, even have the experience of like my life improved dramatically when I took my meds and then think, well, isn't that just cheating? Like, and we're saying it to ourselves, like we don't deserve the help, but also, you know, if we can function this well with the meds, then clearly we can function this well. So we should not take them anymore. Like this is endemic in, in people with sort of like chronic, um, like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder too. Like I'm feeling great. Depression now. I I can, as well. And depression, I mean, yeah, chronic I depression. Taking,
0: yeah, yeah. I feel better now. I can stop taking my meds.
1: Like, as if like taking the meds that allow you to function was only a temporary stopgap measure. It was an emergency measure that like, once the emergency has passed, well, you just have to do it all on your own again. It's like a a kind of disavowal of the kind of, of the fundamental chronic ill nature of, of your illness or, or difference, which means like, you're always going to need help with this. Like, I can't just say like, Oh, you know I, you know I can I can see things really great with my reading glasses on, right? So I guess I don't need them anymore. I'm gonna take them off and, and not use them because, yeah. uh, you know, I should be able to read without them. Or like if I just try hard enough, like yeah. I'm a. If I just person. squint enough. <laughs> I just <laughs> sit enough, like that would be better. That's more honest than like putting glasses on. Like I'm giving myself a wrinkle and I look angry all the time for yeah. squinting stuff. I could just put my glasses. And I get a on. really bad headache. You get a really bad headache, right? You're like, but other yeah. people don't need glasses, and I I probably don't. I'm not like those other ones, too. Like there's a, yeah. a certain way, like in the autistic community too there's like often this like running battle between the high functioning and low functioning mm-hmm. designations right because it seems yeah. to split people up into people who are valuable and people who are not valuable right and and also some people who continue to say like oh well i'm asperger's not autistic right because you don't want to be that disabled you don't want to be that different yeah. and i think when we when we're like this happens with kids a lot like i pretty much every parent of a disabled kid that i know is like by the time the kid's in grade six, they're just like at their wit's end saying like, but he won't use his accommodations. Like she won't yeah. get the extra help. She won't yeah. use the laptop. And class I'm living
0: that right now. I, mean, I am we all totally are. living that right now.
1: Right. And with and my own the kids is, is that these kids have learned that to be disabled is a bad and stigmatized thing that yep. any right thinking person would choose not to be. And so they're choosing to not be disabled right and even though they have these accommodations available to them like they're right there's probably a social penalty from being marked as different but like are you willing to eat the cost of like never learning how to read because you won't use your failing accommodations, math right failing math because you won't use your accommodations uh and and so it, it says something it's like a little bit a tiny bit of arrogance associated in that like not me you I know mean, I'm going to brute force my way through this like I won't yeah. like we see in our ADHD the- groups all the time yeah but, but the, like people I are like this, I, I just go ahead
0: no I was gonna say well the system is set up I mean our entire medical culture is not um it's about curing yeah right it's all about curing
1: mm-hmm.
0: um you know the chronic things scare like it, physical you know physical ailments mental ailments whatever it is chronic is just like ask people with fibromyalgia ask people yeah. with you know Crohn's or or yeah. Crohn's or anything like that like chronic nobody nobody really is good in the meta within the medical system is good with chronic right we all want to cure yeah and we all have a certain like that um, you know (laughs) my daughter never wanted accommodations Mm -hmm. until we went through the whole drama with math at the beginning of the academic year right and she finally like exhaustedly acquiesced to a 504 plan meeting right and they said, no, she doesn't need a 504 plan. She just needs a math tutor. And never before, yeah, I, I, I was, I also hadn't slept in like a week or anything like that. I right. And I was so, ready you know, to take it. Yeah. I wasn't, you know. Um, but as soon as she found out she was not going to get one, she has right. never wanted anything more in her life. Right. <laughs> just like, but she's also seen her friends. And I mean, she's at an age where that's different, but she's also seen her friend absolutely thriving yeah and then wanting to claw back yeah because yeah. they're like well you're doing well so like clearly yeah. you don't need all of this stuff anymore and it's like no i'm doing well because of these things
1: because of these you things know? yeah yeah because yeah. of
0: these things like it's it yeah. and that's and that's the kind of again the 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 sort of narrative that we've learned our entire lives right you,
1: you cure things you cure things you and cure also things that there's something wrong with you that's more wrong if it's not temporary do you know yeah. like you can be sick and have people have to bring you soup because you got covid or whatever and like that's mm-hmm. a short duration and then you don't want to like to to put too much debt on yourself from relying on the kindness of strangers yeah. um as they say but like you know we we tend to think like god like is so pathetic that i can't function without my prescription amphetamines, like what kind of terrible person am I? I'm broken, all these things. Like, instead of thinking like, isn't it amazing that we live in a time that this difficulty that I have, you know, can Mm -hmm. largely pharmaceutically be obviated. And now I can function like at a level uh, that other people are able to function yep. while still bringing my gifts. Like we talk about like earlier, a couple of episodes ago, we we're talking about like trying to get into the work, not trying to get out of the work, but people yeah. somehow become quite ashamed of themselves when when their medication works, right? Yeah. They're like, I rely on drugs to do this. We people rely on chemotherapy to get rid yeah. of their tumors. You know, people, I, people rely I, on all kinds of drugs for all kinds. On, of on insulin. Yeah, like, people people on insulin. On, yeah, people rely on insulin. Um,
0: people rely on EpiPens.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: And, and I always, I always give the example of, and there's something, I don't know. And like diabetes is sort of an interesting case where I, I talk it about is. it. It's like, we don't. Um, and, and again, it's usually like juvenile diabetes. We're like, mm-hmm. oh, and then there's
1: type two diabetes where we're like, mm, well, that's your fault. Yeah. Right? Mm, but type two diabetes is your fault, but juvenile yeah. diabetes is not your fault.
0: Yeah. Right but but again and and our medical system does tend to cut them off like i've got i have friends who uh you know have to go off of their parents insurance mm-hmm. who have diabetes and they can't find any because yeah. they have this pre-existing condition Yeah, right That's that without right. the insulin they will literally die yeah now, we and they don't do sometimes yeah and they do yeah. and we don't you know we don't say just try harder to make more insulin right um at least to the kids. And then, um, usually, Mm uh, but, but, you know, it's, it's, it's trying to like, certain things are acceptable Mm -hmm. medically, physically, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and other things are not like the same thing with cancer, right? Like, Oh, and you know, we get that from cancer, but you, you recover from cancer
1: or I was joking about Steve jobs last week. I think it was last week where I was like, you know, a brilliant man. Uh, wore the same clothes all the time to save himself some trouble also you know thought he could cure cancer with the juice cleanse and yeah. died. like yeah. great, super. And like I think I think that's an interesting one too. and I want to think about how like wellness and anti-vax stuff like kind of plays into this because this whole sort of wellness movement is often about purity right yes. And if you're a disabled person, or a racialized person, purity discourse ought to frighten you because it's kind of the root of eugenics as well. this idea that, you know, a human hey, being is a law person nature. here we well, like, yeah, you know yeah like this exactly is... right. Um, but like this idea that, you know, we have a natural immune system, right? I don't need vaccines. Like like somehow, like getting a like the, the pinnacle of modern science is like that we don't have smallpox anymore, mm-hmm. right? or polio is amazing and not be like, wow, like we are, obviously broken as a species that we that we need these vaccines right that somehow like a really like worthy human being would have a robust enough immune system to handle both like polio and wheat Right. Uh, yeah. And that, like, if you just take the right dietary, like everybody, like in the autism groups, so like my kids just been diagnosed with autism. Like what kind of diet ADHD can I do group as well? With? Right. Like ADHD ADHD what sort well. of
0: natural remedies can yeah. I try before
1: before like the last ditch medication? So like there's internalized and explicit ableism there as well to say that taking medication for something is wrong, right? Like we will accept sometimes that people take medication for some sorts of things. Like all the people who seem to be denying the vaccine when they wind up in the hospital are like, give me all the monoclonal antibodies, right? Yeah, Give me like, give me ivermectin. Like they'll take some things, right? But not other things because like, we're much better at like somebody is in an actual crisis like use heroic measures to save them, but not like every day somebody wakes up and their brain is missing the chemicals that their brain needs in order to make a plan to get out of bed and have breakfast before 1 PM. Right. They need help. Like no, because if you were a worthwhile person, right, you wouldn't need a vaccine. You would eat only whole foods and no gluten and everything would be organic. And you would homeschool your children and you would depend on nobody for anything. Uh, yeah. And also you would be perfectly, perfectly healthy because you treat your body like a temple because your body is obviously 100% within your own control, right? Um, which it isn't. So, no. yeah, my body is not within my control. I wish that it was. Uh, my my inability to do my own house cleaning because of executive function issues uh, is the only control I have there is recognizing <laughs> that, oh, that's a certain failure for me, right? Um, but but yeah, I, I think this like kind of wellness and, and anti-vax and all of this stuff, like my kid's been di- like my kid is like, you know, been struggling and it's so terrible and these outrageous tantrums and all this stuff. And now this kid's got this diagnosis, like what if we cut out wheat? Would that help? Take the fucking meds. How do you hate disabled people so much that you're going to deny your children, right? Yeah. Access to literally life-saving medical treatment, right? Yeah. Because you hate disabled people so much that you have to think that your kid is not like all the other kids or that I'm not like all the other people I can fix this right out of myself that that way I don't have to be disabled I'm not like those people who are like a drain on the resources those people who are too dependent on medications those people with no willpower and no self-control like that's your ableist voice inside your head is ultimately that voice and I gotta be like why am I listening to that person inside my head?
0: And well, in the, the medical community isn't necessarily any better with that either. Right. Depending Mm -hmm. on who you go see, I had a really interesting experience with my doctor. I went in, um, for something and, um, not happy with my blood pressure. And she was fantastic about commenting about it and just says, okay, well, she's like, I'm not happy with the lower number. She's mm-hmm. like, so I got to prescribe you something. I want you to take it. And then let's see if that works. I'm mm-hmm. really, you know, and then come back and we'll do it again. And, and I'm like, okay, great. I'll go. And she's like, you're going to take it. I'm like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, and she's like, oh, good. Cause some people just don't want to take the pills. Right. And then, and, and I was like, yeah, I, I get that. But you know, I'm, I'm on antidepressants. I'm on ADHD mm-hmm. meds. I know that they can help. But then, the, but then she says, oh, but you have a PhD. <laughs> I'm oh, like, oh, you're that so successful. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. It was that I have a PhD. So logic and reason are yeah, the things okay. that are like, okay. and I'm like, oh, I said, no, no. Like that is no indication
1: whatsoever whether or not I'm going to take this pill. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, it's like, oh since- yeah, an ego. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's yeah. That's the thing. Right. Like I, I think I am conscious of the social cost that comes when I express a boundary that sometimes people don't respect, or they say like, you're just trying to get away with something. Or I'm like, then I cry. I usually cry at that point because I'm like, I am trying to connect with you. I'm sharing something with you that is hard for me to say, because I don't want to believe that this is true about myself, but it is. And I'm making you the gift of my confidence and my truth here. And you're like, well, isn't that just an excuse, right? Or just like, (laughs) I don't think it's fair to other people that you're like that. And then I cry because like, I know I can't, I can't win there. Right. And, and so there is a consequence for listening to your own voice. Sometimes we're very used to listening to the ableism inside our own heads as a way of avoiding having to have that ableism come up in conversation with people we are in relationship with, because that would hurt too much. Right. So we can be vicious to ourselves and self-denying, right. So that we will avoid being hurt by other people. Yeah. Right. Um, well,
0: because it's a disappointment. This is somebody yeah. who cares about us. This is somebody who we rely on. This yeah. is somebody like we've disappointed ourselves tons already. Like that's yeah. not news. Um yes. <laughs> but this person who I yeah. love and who I care about and who I think loves me and cares about yes. me. Yeah. You know, if they let me down. Yeah. Well that's yeah. new information.
1: Yeah. That. Yeah, they're saying your account of your own experience and your own capacities. Like, I don't, I don't believe that, right? Yeah, that's that's a kind of denial, right? Yeah, that's a kind of denial of who you are. That's incredibly painful, and I'd much it's, rather it's a honestly, violence. No, it's, it's a violence. violence. It's I it would is much a violence. Rather do that to myself. Yeah, and I exactly do it to that's why I said all the time, the time.
0: And right? And, and, I, and I, I, I expect
1: know. it of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I expect it of myself, but when I take the brave, <laughs> I step, laugh, but. When I take the brave step of saying like, look, this is why this is really not going to work for me. And this is hard for me to say, because these feelings produce shame in me, but I'm really afraid that what's going to happen is this. That's very hard for me to do. Like I'm in therapy to learn how to do that. But if I do that Mm -hmm. and somebody says like, well, I don't really think that's fair, Amy. Right. Like that's, that would work out great for you. But like, I don't think that's fair or like, but you're so successful. Then I'm so hurt and I'm never going to ask again. Yeah. Right and the internalized uh, ableism just as louder. Yeah,
0: and you're never going to talk about it again. Never. And then the, it's like this is a person who I have to work extra hard to mask around. That's right. right? That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, all of those things. Yeah. You know, it's it's I have to work extra hard to mask around them. I'm never going to be able to talk about this with them They're ever again. For me. You know. Yep, yeah. yeah, there is um now I also have to I don't know. That that to me it, it like it's the, the sort of middle school, high school instincts of like, and now I'm also going to have to see and worry that they're saying stuff about me behind my back. Exactly. And
1: now it's stereotype um, threat too. Right? Yeah. Now it's stereotype. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so there's like, it is, it's a, it's, it's a, you know, I laughed about it, but, but it, it is true. Like we, for better or worse, we regularly hurt ourselves. We do. Um, We do. Psychically and sometimes physically, uh, says the person doing the repetitive. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm I'm
1: clawing the interior of my palm out of my palm currently out of like anxiety. But yeah, yeah, it's it's true. And, And at least when we are mean to ourselves in this way, we understand the other part of ourselves motivation there right? We're like, this person's not safe. Let's just pretend like we're going to be good at this. Let's just pretend that we can do this and we're going to fail and we're going to be miserable. And we did it to ourselves. Maybe someday we will repair our relationship with ourselves when it's safe to do that. And we're happy to live with, I mean, happy. We are resigned to living with that because it's better than finding out that somebody doesn't believe your fundamental experiences, right? Yeah. And it's also, I mean, again, it's this expression. It's like water. We've never
0: treated ourselves any differently. Yeah. You know, like maybe we're kinder to ourselves now that we know, or maybe we're just differently mean to ourselves um, now that we know, as you said, but it, but that it it is the the kind of thing that we are used to, right? Like that, that we are used to these kinds of things from ourselves. And so, but we we're not necessarily used to it from, you know, certain people we care about. Yeah. Right? right, like it other people that we care about and who we think care about us. Sometimes, unfortunately, we expect it, and yeah. you know, yeah. we try to avoid it at all costs, even when they're family.
1: Um, but, yeah. but you know, and sometimes it comes out in different ways. Like, I yeah. have been known to just eat my own boundaries so that other people won't know that I have them, and I'm afraid I'm going to fail, and then I'm ashamed of myself all the time, and like. Um, Like, I know I will wander around my house. And and sometimes like Tom said, like, I think you're pretty braggy. And I was like, what? And he's like, if you keep walking around saying like, look, I unloaded the dishwasher. Look, I, I washed the sheets today. Like, look, I vacuumed the thing. I'm a good helper. I did the thing. And I'm like, it's because I hate myself. Yeah. So much. I'm just trying to keep up with you. He's like, I don't know why you like you're bragging about unloading the dishwasher. I'm like, I just need somebody to see it because my internal narrative yeah. is all the things I didn't do. Right. All yeah. the ways that other people are better at all of these things. Than me. And like weirdly, sometimes to other people, I come across as overconfident and arrogant and braggy when really I'm just like, please don't hate me. Like, look, yeah. here's a gift I give to you of something yeah. I accomplished. It was small. I bought stamps And then put the stamps on the thing that had to be mailed. And then I mailed it. Oh my God, I'm a hero. They're like, I can't believe you're bragging about that. I'm like, I can't believe I accomplished it. And every little tiny thing that I do, I like, I I feel like I have to flag it because I'm so unable. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's the same way. And and the, the flip side of that, I think I've talked about this before, is like all the invisible things we don't do. Mm-hmm. Like I managed mm-hmm. not to impulse buy this thing today. Yeah. I managed not mm-hmm. to, um, you know, pick my fingers until they bled today. Yeah. I managed, uh, you know, like those, those little invisible things that are really big internal battles. Yeah. No one yeah. notices them. And if no. you say that, if you say it out loud, I didn't pick my fingers today or not because as bad like, as I did yesterday. Like, or, Great. Or it's like, neither did I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously. Right. Like, yeah. I was like, look, my scab healed. <laughs> like, so yeah, that's what your so body does. You. It's like, not mine,
1: not mine. Cause I not never leave them alone long enough for that. Yep. Yeah. So it's like the things we want to, like, I think we talked about this, like in a different episode too, like the yeah. things that we're most proud of. Are like the stupid things that other people don't struggle with, right? Yeah, it's like I oh, no, exactly. Letter. I handed a form in on time. I wrote I paid a email. bill on time. I paid a bill on time. Or like I answered the school survey about something for my kids next year classes. Like, and people are like, well, good for you. Like, I did that seven times before breakfast. I'm like, I've been avoiding this for two months, and they're like, yeah. wow, you're broken. And I'm like, I know, but also like, I can't go out tonight because now I'm too tired because I answered one email. Yeah, right? I have to, like I made it, a phone call. I made a phone. Oh, my God. No, I didn't. I absolutely did not. I don't right. mean either. You got to draw the line somewhere. Lee. Right, But it's just <laughs> exhausting. So sometimes yeah. like, people misunderstand that we're bragging about stuff when really we're like, I am so unworthy that I need to notice every little thing that I did in the hopes that you will not abandon me for being completely useless is the opposite of arrogance. It's a deep, deep insecurity um, mixed in with our own ableism, which sometimes is a protective strategy, right? Mm -hmm. Because other people will be ableist and it's good to cut that off before it happens. Um, But Mm -hmm. sometimes like when my family is here and they actually don't give like one shit what I am doing, why am I spun out with anxiety, right? About how I'm presenting as working or not working. Like that's maybe a spot where I could do some work to undo that for myself. But like, I understand why people have this internalized ableist voice. It's self-protective mostly, but it's also self-limiting.
0: Yep. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's, it's one of the things that I'm trying to be very conscious of as a parent Mm
1: -hmm. is
0: letting my kids work the way they want to work. Right. Um, And, you know, it can be frustrating sometimes too, uh, but that's, I mean, I want, I don't want them to feel bad about that.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, in a sense. Um, but can I, can I tell, can I tell one story Do that doesn't Do have quite, but it, it gives me, it gives me hope. I'm good. So it's no, it, it does. So I, I told you, um, and so to, to go back to last week's episode about my son trying to make his decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so he he decided to quit swimming. He came down, oh, we me. negotiated something, but then he came down and said, Mom, I hate swimming. He, had to, he admitted to me that he hated <gasps> swimming, which must have been the most difficult thing, thing in the universe for him oh. to do. And then said, I don't want to swim anymore. I hate swimming. And as you can imagine, this was a lot of feelings inside of me as both mom and coach. I'm so
1: happy for both of you. Uh,
0: I know. I know. But, and I just said right away, I said, then we're not swimming anymore. Right? (laughs) Like, I didn't even blink. It wasn't, like, I knew. I knew him coming. And I was just so proud of him that he came (laughs) down and he did this. And I was so... Um, you know, all, a lot of other feelings too. You can read about it on the blog. I wrote about it. Um, not not the ADHD one, my ready writing one. But anyways, um, and then said so like last week was heavy. So like there was that that happened. Okay, and then um, and then my daughter, she's doing sonnets right now because
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're about to do Shakespeare and so they're doing oh, sonnets. Yeah. And it was, you know, she's like, you you're good at this, right? And I'm like, sure, but yeah. I'm actually yeah. I've always been shit at poetry. And oh so God, I actually like interpreted too. the first lines of the
1: sonnet exactly wrong. <laughs> it was pedagogy.
0: Yeah, it please. was. It was totally yeah. pedagogy. She's like, I'm not allowed to cheat. And I'm like, I am. some the meaning of this sonnet. Um, yeah, like on my phone. I'm like, you're not cheating, you're asking me for help. And I'm yeah, asking. The I'm looking help. it up. Yeah. I'm looking it up. Um, but then once I got, I could explain it and everything. And so they're about to start Romeo and Juliet, and so the teacher asked the class do parents have a right to dictate who their who their children date or marry and she went off in class
1: good for her
0: and she was like she was like Parents do not own their children, and the children don't owe their parents anything. And they shouldn't, they don't have a right to say who to date, who to marry, what to wear, what they study, what they anything. They don't have, to, like, they just she just went off. And, 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 and then she's like, she's like, and you might be saying that you're protecting us, but we have a right to make mistakes. Cause how are we going to learn otherwise? And like, you know, and she just went on and on and on. And like the teacher was taken aback and everybody in the class was like, what the like, hell was that? Cassie, yeah. um, and, and I just, and you know, and I'm sitting there and she's sharing this with me unflinchingly, right. right. Unflinchingly sharing this tirade yeah. that she took in because class in front of her you. parents. Yeah. right and and part of me is like oh what does that teacher think of me <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but also and and i remember like when she said it and it was unprompted because of course she went on a tirade and i just sat there right
1: just sat there yeah
0: yeah and that's fine um she's talking to me i'm in her room she's let me in yeah. this oh, is I I, yeah, i'm happy right this is listen, great yeah. yeah so but the the part that struck me was about I'll be allowed. I should be allowed to make a mistake. And how am I going to learn? Because I remember thinking that exact same thing at her age (gasps) and being so frustrated that, and I couldn't articulate it. I thought it, but I didn't ever said anything. I wasn't allowed to say anything about it. And I wasn't uh, all of those things that I wasn't allowed to do. And I'm just like, I'm like, Oh my God, like, how did this happen? Like, this is, this is amazing.
1: That yeah. is a parenting. Win. I was
0: like, you know, also, a lot of feelings. Like that's also probably yeah. a reason I was exhausted come Tuesdays because I'm still sure. processing all of these things. Um, but it was just like, it, it just gives me so much hope because it's like I we've, you know, we we might be we might be being and beating ourselves up, mm-hmm. um, but I think we're doing. I think learning these lessons and having these conversations is we're we're making a difference in our kids' lives.
1: Good. I think um, so. I, I think it's so yeah. amazing that that you have created a family vibe where Leo can negotiate something with you and then come back and say, like, actually, I hate swimming, I don't want to do it. That's that's yeah. amazing. Like that's yeah. amazing because he knows that it means something to you, but also you're a safe person to say that to because yep. he trusts you, right? Yeah. And and I'm so proud of you too, for having all of your feelings and, and letting yourself have all of your feelings, but then doing the right thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and like, sure. Cassie's going off about like, parents are the worst and you can't control me. Um, but like, where did she learn that? She learned that from you. And then she came yeah. home and said it to you, which means, <laughs> right? Which, is- like, which, which means that like, you're not the one she's complaining about right? Yeah. That she's like, I'm going to tell my mom this. And my mom is going to agree with me that children are not property, right? That yeah. people have to make their own mistakes. Like you made that happen, right? Like yeah. you struggled with that. Like, I think we, it's great to have those experience where you're like, oh, I am not replaying a generational trauma here. Yeah. Right? Well, that's, and that's it. The work in. Yeah. Yep. Congratulations. And, and
0: it's, thank you. I, I mean, and, and again, it's sort of like, now I'm bragging, but at the same time, I think it, it's, it matters, it right? Does. Like it, it matters that the, yeah. the work that we do, the conversations we're having here that we bring in, um, you know, we got an email. I didn't share this one with you, but we got an what? email from, from, well, it was really short okay. and, and he and he's he noises. He listens to the podcast his son has ADHD and, and he's like, no, and he'll like blurt out what he learned from us. And he, and his son rolls his eyes as a teenager. But then he says, he's like, I appreciate that you're making the effort to try and understand this.
1: Right. And I understand. And I'm just
0: like,
1: that's something like, and listen, look, you're living your values. Like we're both living our values here. It's hard, but you're doing it. So like, you're like, hooray, my son quit something. Right. And then hooray, my kid like put their teacher on blast and had a speech level tantrum in English class bravo right like yeah. these are not the values that everybody has but they're the values that you have and you've successfully like work with your children to build um those values uh in them as well and you're like you're not like oh like, you said like oh what will the teacher think of me but you don't care like you don't no, i really. can tell you no, don't No but like, like, it was like, a little was... part of me going like yeah, uh, all right but, yeah, but at the like, same time I was like yeah <laughs> But what a victory what a victory for you that like not only are you parenting the way that you want and producing the kind of the children you're like helping them grow into the types of people that you're most hoping that they could be but also that that what you're trying to do is different from what other parents are trying to do and you're okay with that god wouldn't it be nice if we could just be okay with all of our values yeah we're not right we're not so (laughs) well i think i
0: think that's the
1: tension with my daughter she's not okay with it (laughs) but that's being
0: almost 15 right like that's the teenager i have my world for you and i am going to to stick in it but you know but anyways
1: it's such a great hopeful place to stop yeah i
0: that's why i wanted to share it i wanted to share it as a hopeful place to stop and that thank you so much for listening everyone as always um we will be back next week
1: shout out to our listener from the sioux you know who you are
0: yeah. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that. That's right.
1: Too. <laughs> North recognizes
0: uh, North. <laughs> um, I am uh, ready writing on Twitter and on Instagram. You can always email us at all the things ADHD at gmail.com.
1: And I am DigiWonk on Twitter and avoiding all emails, phone calls, and other means of human communication.
0: Yeah. So you'll get an email response from me. Uh, And again, I will um, nine times out of 10, share it. That's right. Share it with Amy. (laughs) So um, until next time, uh, stay safe, stay warm, depending on where you are, stay dry, depending on where you are and uh, see you next week. Bye everybody.